1: Welcome into Five on the Floor on the Five Reasons Sports Network. Thanks for finding us on your favorite podcast app, whether that's Android or Apple. Spotify is a great place to find us on both. Also, you can find us on Dash Radio. Download the Dash Radio app. Search for Nothing But Net. We're there every day during the NBA season from 7 p.m. to 8 p.m. And of course, I have my own show now on OnSideRadio.com that covers more than just the heat, but also the heat at 10 a.m. every day. That's OnSideRadio.com. Also, FiveReasonSports.com. Spell it out. F-I-V-E. ReasonsSports.com. That is your no paywall site for South Florida sports. Check out the great sponsors of the five reasons sports network, including our friend, Dr. Jonathan Chung. He's up in Wellington, but he can treat you anywhere that you are here in South Florida because they do that telemedicine thing. You can find him at Keystone chiropractic. You know, unless you're a manual laborer or a high level athlete, you're more likely to have back pain because you're not lifting enough weights instead of lifting too much weight. Many back injuries occur because of deconditioning or chronic sitting. One of the most effective ways to help heal, and prevent back pain is by increasing core and back strength by lifting weights. If you want guidance on a weightlifting or core strengthening program, they over at Keystone Chiropractic led by Dr. Jonathan Chung can put together a plan for you through a free consultation and a telehealth visit. Also, he is a huge South Florida sports fan and just a great guy. So make sure you check out chiropractickeystone.com. That's the order, chiropractickeystone.com, or follow Dr. Jonathan Chung on Twitter at Dr. Jonathan Chung. J O N or at Keystone Neuro. That's N E U R O. And now, today's episode. One, two, three, four, five. On the floor.
2: Welcome to Five on the Floor, a daily show on the Miami Heat and the NBA featuring Ethan Skolnick with Alex Toledo and Greg Sylvander, part of the Five Reasons Sports Network.
0: Welcome to the latest episode of Five on the Floor. I'm Greg Sylvander, your host. Uh, Ethan Skolnick is not here. Uh, With me is Alex Toledo, uh, AKA uh, Tropical Blanket. He is live from the AAA after this slaughtering that just took place. Unfortunately. Um, Right? Uh, I I mean, Ethan bailed on this, and it's appropriate that he did because I wouldn't want to have, yeah, like this was, when I started thinking about doing podcasts One of the biggest things that tugged at my heart was how was I going to ever do a show after a game like this when when the team got absolutely just annihilated and it was just embarrassing and it was awful I mean I I don't really know where to start like I'm a little shell shocked to be honest like 144 to 97, there was not many signs of life from the get-go. The turnovers persist. The three-point shooting, I know, is historic. So, like, I definitely think we should keep that in perspective that what Milwaukee did was special. But there's some concerns. Like, Alex, since you were in the room, I'm interested to hear your thoughts on the game, but also, like, what was the vibe amongst the players from what you could see?
2: Well, I mean, that start to that game, I think is kind of what set the tone for the rest of the game. It's just, like, they were just climbing from – they were, they were climbing an uphill, you know, climb ever since that first quarter where there was just so many turnovers. They couldn't get their defense together. And all of a sudden, before you know it, it's 21-3. to three. And, look, man, looking back on it again, because I ended up watching the first half highlights during halftime to try to see, try to make sense of all this. It was ugly. It was ugly. That first quarter was even uglier than I remember it. Like, uh, there was too many turnovers. I think that's the obvious thing there. Like, they just did not look organized on offense. They were letting the, the Bucks. I think kind of determined the pace when they had the ball, and the defense to me didn't look all that disciplined, especially in that first quarter. But after that, like the Bucks just completely got into it and never fell off. Like every single player ended up being on fire. It was one of those things where like once everybody starts hitting, everybody starts hitting. When it rains, it pours, and all of a sudden you have Bobby Portis and Thanasis Antetokounmpo, you know, nailing threes, and Drew Holiday nailing multiple step backs, and you know, a couple of them were covered. And I just think from there it was, you know, it got away from them really, really quick. And there wasn't much from there.
0: Yeah. The turnovers, it's just, this is like game after game, 20 turnovers, 20 plus over and over again. So that that's something that I, I think really uh, they, they talked so much about continuity and, and having, have a roster that that's coming back and, and these guys have played together and they were just together. And and we talked about how that would be something that would be an advantage. and, they don't look like a team that's played much together. They don't look uh, that like they're in sync. Uh, Bam Adebayo was not aggressive enough. I think we need to talk a little bit about the fact that with Jimmy out, uh, you you have to see an increased uh, just level of engagement from Bam Adebayo all around. And and I'm not one guy to say like that, that a game, that one game should uh, should dictate what we what we what we mean about Bam. But this was one where you felt like he could have stepped up a little bit more. I mean, seven field goal attempts. It's just, it was a rough game. Five turnovers. Uh, I, I was disappointed in Bam tonight.
2: To me, there's no doubting that Bam had a rough game. But man, like the, the reaction on he Twitter, I think has kind of uh, swayed me to defending him it, just because I didn't feel like it was all his fault, not not in the least. I think it's easy to blame Bam when, you know, you just gave him a super max extension or something close to it. And everybody just kind of wants him to, you know, be that that one day scoring guy when Jimmy is off the floor. But that's not who he is. And that's not how he became. That's not how he got to this contract by being that guy. I don't think that's his game yet. I think he's slowly growing into that and slowly becoming more aggressive you know, as an offensive player, as a scorer, but that's not his game. And he definitely should have looked for his shot more often tonight, especially like at the top of the post when you have Brooke Lopez defending you, who is, you know, who is, has a one third of the speed that Bam has. I think he could, you know, drive by him and try to create some stuff through there. And I I just don't think they had the ball in his hands enough tonight. And when he did, he, I think was a little bit hesitant, was doing a lot to try to set up his shooters, which is how their offense runs, especially versus the Bucks drop defense where the shooters can thrive. But again, like there needs to be a balancing act where it's between facilitating and looking for your own shot. I don't think like, he had to he had to step up his his uh his shot load tonight and it and it went down. I think that's you can't let that happen. It's tough because you know Giannis and Brook Lopez is probably the second or third best uh defensive front court there is in the league. It's really tough for Bam to just turn into that guy, but you, you kind of had to force it a little bit, and I don't think he did that tonight.
0: Yeah, so Obviously, we want to see Bam be more aggressive, but I don't think it's a, it's a game that we can really point at and, and pick apart Bam too much because it was just a team. The whole team was sunk. I mean, uh, Tyler Hero looked okay. In, in the grand scheme, I think this was a game where you can't really even look at a box score and say anyone looked good in a in a drubbing like this. Myers Leonard and Moe Harkless are becoming non-functional, and I think that that's something we need to – we start we have to address it at some point. I mean, they got yanked quickly in this game, but those were two guys that, that were brought in to play roles in Miami uh, and get them through the regular season. I think in particular and seeing them struggle like this, uh, it's not, um, I, I don't think it's it's a good sign, and it's good that they're on expiring contracts because obviously there's flexibility there. But it's getting through these uh, lulls of the season that I think it's difficult. I, I don't know how they are like. Precious looks like he's ready to to play more than Myers going forward. I don't know how you justify doing anything else.
2: Yeah, there's no doubt about it. And to me, like Precious just keeps standing out every time he's on the floor. I, I've been so impressed by him in each of these games. Like he just keeps you know looking better and better as far as you know adjusting to the speed of the NBA game. And just making out—I mean, making plays out there with his effort and that motor that he has. I mean, he is so athletic. It's not just effort, right? Like that effort that he puts in there with his body, his frame, his athleticism, with running and jumping. Like he's going to end up making plays. And you know, like like I said in another podcast, I think people were kind of scouts and college basketball uh, watchers were kind of down on him as a guy who makes reads, but. I think he's looked okay in it. Like he hasn't really made dumb passes. He, he's playing within the flow of the offense. He doesn't really force any shots. He had that one, uh, you know, mid-range jumper that he took at the end of the shot clock there, which was uh, pretty promising. I love what he did on defense. I, I think I agree with you. You know, he he's ahead of Myers to me. And I'm kind of throwing uh, Mo Harkless into that group of guys with Myers Leonard and Kendrick Nunn into, as far as, well, if they're not playing with Jimmy Bam and Duncan, they're just not very good rotation players. And I think until proven otherwise, I think that's where I'm going to stay just because they're just, to me, those three are the most up and down guys, whether it's, you know, uh, none when his shooting isn't going or it's Myers when, when uh, he's not really hitting shots and he doesn't really provide anything else uh, other than being able to match up versus a five. And if Mo isn't playing great defense, he's not giving you anything out there. So I'm with everybody else that I want to see precious in KZ in that rotation over these guys. I wanna see, it. I mean, I think Precious is already there and you know, KZ had an up and down game. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. What's the first thing you do if you had
1: an extra hour in your day? Go for a run, take a nap, maybe check the stats of the latest Miami Heat game? I've got a better idea. A lot of us spend our lives wishing we had more time. The question is time for what? If time was unlimited, Flexible and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist, and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. So learn to make time for what makes you happy with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com/slash Miami Heat today to get 10% off your first month. Again, that's BetterHelp H-E-L-P dot com slash Miami Heat.
0: After the end of a good fight. You deserve a nice cold reward, Medela, the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter, and Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Imports, Chicago, Illinois.
2: I think he looked all right on defense. And I think we're going to get there eventually. But there's just so many guys that Spo wants to play. And I think, you know, I think tonight helped going to where we want to go into kind of phasing some of these dudes out because I just don't know how much longer you can keep empowering Harkless and Myers. You know, you got to see him with Jimmy in the starting lineup more often. But if it just keeps going like this where they keep, you know, giving you duds, uh, I think something's going to change eventually. You you saw in the second half they started Avery Bradley and, uh, and Casey Akpala. So I think us, uh, might be kind of agreeing with us there.
0: Yeah, no. And Avery Bradley was actually one of the few bright spots tonight. I mean, like if there has to be one, like I, I'm not going to sit here. And I know I've been called the sunshine pumper on heat Twitter and, and people always say that I'm, uh, you know, going, looking at the positive angles and this is just one game and, um, and we should definitely stay, you know, with that perspective, but Avery Bradley, if we're looking for a bright spot, that's, he's the, Guy tonight, I want to see more of him. I feel like 24 minutes could turn into 30 a, a night or two here going forward. Particularly if Jimmy's out, I think uh, finding ways to get him on the floor can only be helpful. Um, I I want uh, trying to figure out a way to get Duncan loose without Jimmy out there. Uh, you know, it was tough tonight. Uh, so so that's something else that I think is, is worth kind of kind of you know finding a way to unlock Duncan is going to be key tomorrow. But uh, like. Do you think Avery Bradley uh, could potentially slide into the starting lineup going forward?
2: Yeah, I mean, you know, you know how I felt about Avery Bradley going into the season. I think he definitely makes sense as a starter. I don't know if he will. Uh, I, I wouldn't be against it though. I, I just hope he's in the rotation uh, consistently. And you know, I'm not. A, I'm not opposed to. You know, uh, not playing him every now and then just to kind of keep him healthy for the playoffs, but he's not Iguodala. He just turned 30. So I think every Bradley can take it. Uh, I loved what he showed tonight. I think his perimeter defense, he, he's really hounding guys out there and he can even switch onto bigger guys, even without the strength, just because he knows how to adjust no matter the size that he's playing with. And I, I'm not saying that he could switch onto, you know, like bigger wings or fours, but he did a pretty good job, like on Middleton and Drew Holiday, who are guys who have a pretty good size advantage on him. I think him, Precious and Tyler were the three bright spots tonight as far as, like, taking away positives. I think Tyler, like, obviously had a rough start, but, uh, you know, kept the turnovers down and ended up with a really efficient, you know, 9 of 16 game against a team that has multiple perimeter defenders, you know, starting in that starting lineup between Holiday, DiVincenzo, and even Chris Middleton, like, and then you got Giannis and Brook Lopez in the paint, like, it's a really, really, really good defensive lineup, and Tyler knew, When that drop was there, he's going to have the pull-up, and he looked really, really good taking those pull-ups, and that was something he struggled with in the final. so I thought that was really, really good to see from Tyler, him getting that confidence there. But, uh, yeah, to me, those were the three guys that I was pretty happy with. Everything else was just a complete dumpster fire.
1: We'll get back to tonight's episode in a second, but before we do, I want to tell you about another of the great sponsors in the Five Reasons Sports Network. I feel like this is Heat Fan Day because – He goes actually by Heat Fan Eric on his email. He's been here on the podcast with us uh, with his value plays segment. And I can tell you a little bit about him. His name is Eric Brown. He's the official realtor of the Five Reasons Sports Network. What should every business professional learn from the Miami Heat culture, that discipline, preparation, full-time maximum effort, and persevering no matter how difficult the task are the pillars of success. When you hire Eric Brown, again, the official realtor of the Five Reasons Sports Network, you've engaged a professional who admires and embraces those principles. He's got several years of experience representing clients all down the line. From celebrities down to first time home buyers. And he will work with you the same way, no matter who you are. And obviously, with a business school education from Wharton, he's got a mindset that can help you get the best possible deal and an unmatched level of service. So, if you're considering selling or buying a home in South Florida, you just want to know what your property's worth, contact our guy, Eric, at 305 967 9089. That's 305 967 9089. Or the easiest way, go to the website five that's f-i-v-e reasons realtor.com the official realtor of the five reasons sports network and now back to the episode
0: right so and i know that me saying like is is avery bradley gonna start sounds like a softball like question but like can spo really start myers leonard and mo harkless coming off this 144 to 97 game like I, i just don't even know if spolstra has the the, the guts will say to roll out the same lineup. Like I feel like something has to be shook up and it's going to be interesting to see what adjustments could be made because uh, there's so you know, like Olenek is a player that I thought that that could thrive, um, you know, potentially in a game against Milwaukee. And it was, he was not there tonight. I mean, I just, it's almost like you don't know where they're going to go. Um, uh, you're, you're out of answers. You hope Milwaukee will shoot uh, obviously at a, at a lower clip. Um, and then, you know, you, you have to figure out a way to get, uh, better play from KZ, Kelly Olenek. Um, some of these bench guys have to step in and and play minutes. I just don't know how they can roll out the same lineup.
2: Yeah. And that's the thing to me, that's going to be one of those themes all year that like, if no trades are made, we're going to be talking all season about the rotation kind of being more or less in flux or, or, you know, at the very least fluctuating, it doesn't seem like there's going to be a set rotation, uh, you know, Kelly not getting that much playing time tonight. I thought was a little bit odd, especially because you know he could shoot and he could do a little bit of creation when guys are out. So I thought they could have used him. But uh, also, I thought Goron looked pretty good. But yeah, like I just don't think Harkless and Leonard, like they really have not shown you much at all as far as I mean, Myers had that game the other day. I mean, on was it Christmas when he balled out? I'm I'm already forgetting. But uh, you know, Myers looked good. He had the sped up release there, but yeah, it's just like if Jimmy Bam and Duncan aren't there making it easy for him, he just looks kind of lost sometimes. And like, I'm, I've already said it. I think him and Hartswood should be out of the rotation. I'm going to see how long that takes if it even to, you know, if it even happens, but I wouldn't be surprised if he's just kind of fluctuating between 12 different guys all year. I,
0: I can't remember a loss with this kind of disparity that like sticks to my gut um, I'm tr- I'm trying to think back. There was a game against Cleveland where I know that the that the Heat lost by a ton. I can't remember exactly by how much. Uh, that ring night against Chicago where they got completely just run off the floor after accepting the championship rings from uh, worst Halloween ever. Yeah, this this is up there in terms of games where you just want to forget about them. So um uh, I I'm reluctant to continuing to wax poetic about it. Um close thoughts going into the next game adjustments that you want to see even if they're irrational um kind of just final takeaways
2: um don't start off the game so damn bad like jesus christ just (laughs) just pace yourself a little bit like i feel like if it wasn't for that terrible start like it couldn't have it wouldn't have been that much of a blowout but man like when you (laughs) come out and get blown out from the start like that and you don't have your best player like it was just it was never a game after that and you know, just I think tomorrow will definitely be a closer game. I don't think the Bucks are going to hit 29 threes tomorrow. But to me, this is a warning shot. This is the type of uh, game that, you know, for a lot of other organizations in the league, we'll get a coach fired or, <laughs> or we'll get somebody traded or some other drastic move. So I expect him to come out tomorrow with just a lot more fervor. I think I expect it to be a closer game. And if not, just watch out for the James Harden trade. No. <laughs> There no, we playing, go. I'm no, there.
0: no, you're heading Like, So this is where I want to close and that's that <laughs> how they respond in this game matters. Like, I, I think that seeing them play better, um, seeing guys compete and, and, and that kind of stuff, it matters right now. I, I think that there, it would be naive to say that the young players in the Miami heat locker room didn't hear the James Harden stuff. I think that there's no coincidence that, uh, the media was, um, informed, uh, in, you know, kind of in unison that, that, they, that they heated, pulled out of talks. And a lot of that has to do with making sure that your young players can stay comfortable when you're going through rough stretches. And uh, the hardened talks are only going to get louder if this team doesn't respond the way uh, that you would hope that they would against Milwaukee. And then you have Dallas, so it's, it doesn't get any easier. And obviously Jimmy's out. Don't want to make too much of it, but I do think that there's going to need to be some lineup shakeups. And if, uh, you know, they don't squeak one out against Milwaukee in the second game of this uh, of this matchup, it's just going to get louder with this James Harden stuff, the way that he's playing. But we'll save that for another conversation. Um, uh, we are not going to bore you with any more talk from uh, this blowout. Thank you for joining us. Ethan will be back next episode. Uh, have a good Baby. night.
1: Thank you for listening to the Five on the Floor on the Five Regional Sports Network.